now. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Left in limbo again. That's how many in the migrant community may be feeling this morning after the Supreme Court decided to keep in place the pandemic era border policy known as Title 42. Enacted during the height of the pandemic, it allows border officials to deny asylum seekers entry into the United States due to public health concerns. Meanwhile, the recent flood of migrants continue to overwhelm America's border cities. Seeing this move, we've seen a jump in the wages, particularly at the lower income end of the spectrum, which is great news. Um, but this goes with what economists call rightly mismatch, that we don't have enough of the right kinds of workers in the right places. We have shortages. Just as you were discussing with Peggy a moment ago, I think immigration is the simplest, fastest, cleanest, most beneficial answer to this. And we could do so much more in the Biden administration, frankly, it's been a disappointment following on the Trump administration. But it's 25, 30 years, as I've documented, among others, have documented that the immigration rate's been falling in the U.S., the other point, sorry to go on so long, but this is the core issue. If productivity was growing faster, then you could substitute other things for labor and you wouldn't be so short of it. But the fact that we keep adding labor just to grow at the rate we're growing suggests that productivity is, if anything, going down. And so you could have wage increases at the expense of capital, at the expense of profits, and that would be fine for as far as I'm concerned. But it's not happening because workers don't have the bargaining power, even in this cycle. So right now, the shortage of labor is bad news for productivity, bad news for growth. So, so Adam, let's come back to the simplest, cleanest way to do it is to have immigration. That may be for an economist. It doesn't appear to be the simplest and easiest and cleanest for a politician. Uh, I'm not sure I've heard out of the Biden administration a clear explanation of uh, immigration from an economics point of view. And could that actually drive us to a more rational immigration policy? I wish it would. Um, I wish there were people in the cabinet and President Biden's hearing who would stand up for immigration. And what we see is just repeatedly the Biden administration is, I think, somewhat ashamed of their immigration policy in part because it is in many ways just as barbaric as the Trump one and just as self-defeating economically. So at least the Biden administration isn't standing up and lying and saying by restricting immigration, we're making everyone better off because all the evidence is that's false. But there's no reason we can't be taking in more people. We should be taking in refugees, but we should be taking in agricultural workers. We should be taking in service and healthcare workers. If native born and long-term migrants, here's reservation wage has gone up, then there's more room for us to take in people who are willing to work at a lower wage just for the sake of being in the U.S. And this wouldn't cost the low-income people who've already switched jobs and moved up and gotten higher wages. We have a shortage there. 
Similarly, as I know you've covered on Balance of Power, David, Silicon Valley manufacturing, various R&D places, we don't have the, the skilled workers. So the they keep saying the politics is that. I hate to think that a few people in West Virginia and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin determine the fate of the society and that yeah. they're impervious to economic logic at some point. While Americans are freezing and stranded at airports and at the side of frozen highways, Joe Biden has his rump in the sand in the Caribbean. Dozens dead, millions of Americans without power, and those who have it are paying through the nose for heat because of Joe Biden's war on American energy. Didn't the left and the media try to destroy Ted Cruz over going to Cancun during a storm? I haven't heard a peep about Joe's trip. The media only cares when it's a Republican. Okay, welcome. It's Wednesday, 28 December in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, we are pretty packed today, but we're going to start with this crisis uh, from the Supreme Court to the uh, to the southern border, the invasion. And right there, we want to make sure you play, so because the warm audience is always ahead of things. This has been a kind of a um, an academic discussion on the side, but it's about to come front and center. Right there, you see Posner, a, a left-wing progressive economist, just bald face lie to you just the bald face lies but you're going to see it the invasion so everybody's got to understand this the and you saw the way msmc tees it up is that this is a, a um uh this is making the illegal alien invaders uh uncomfortable uh, i'm not demonizing these people they're making a logical decision when you're welcome to the united states why would you not make a jailbreak and run for it from central america from latin america from all over the world the issue is our asylum program has nothing to do with economic migrants. It just does not. Otherwise, you're going to have 4 billion of the 8 billion people on earth that say, hey, look, I think I would like uh, the United States think I got a better deal there. It's all about their discomfort, not about citizens of this country. We're going to go to El Paso, Texas with Anthony Aguero in a moment and talk about what the citizens there, because quite frankly, if the citizens keep voting in these radical Democrats in the southern border, hey, it's just like the kids in in college, if the University of Michigan kids and all the Penn State kids are all going to go on election day and change your registration and vote for these left-wing Democrats, what the lack of economic opportunity that you have is you're voting for it, baby. So own it. This is now – it's beyond a crisis, obviously an invasion. And, of course, Biden could care less. He's down in the Caribbean hanging out with billionaires, right, doing their bidding. But we're going to go. We got, uh, we're very honored. We got Todd Benzman, who was going to be down there, as you said yesterday, down there, but it's a little hang up because of the travel. We got Benzman. We also have, we're honored to have Mark Corrins going to join us a second because he put it all in perspective yesterday. He told you they're looking for a mass amnesty. Here's what the economists, and this is why it's so important what we just played in the cold open. They're going to equate the solution for inflation that they caused. The solution is, mass immigration and a mass amnesty on top of it because that's the only thing that's going to take down immigration is to break the backs of african-american and hispanic-american uh, uh the uh, lower skilled wages and no offense if you keep voting for it they're going to keep if if african-americans and hispanic-americans keep voting for radical democrats you ought to look at the fine print because right there in their academic think tanks they're coming for you and they're pretty open and brazen about it so now they're going to sit there and gaslight us and say, this is the solution, this bad inflation, this terrible inflation. We don't know how this got here. But the problem is that working class blacks and working class Hispanics, they're making too much money. 
That's the problem. That's and the solution is let's just open the southern border and then we're going to have a mass amnesty and they'll all be citizens. Oh, can they vote? Oh yeah, they, we didn't know. Yeah, they can vote too, right? This is this is the destruction of the country in full display. And finally, the Supreme Court stepped yesterday, and it's not really a solution. They're just kicking the can down the road a little bit. They're going to have now. Now they're going to demand oral arguments. They're actually going to step up and actually have this. And hey, bad news for the libertarians. My guy. Right. I was on the committee. Gorsuch, it was five, four, ladies and gentlemen. And that's including Roberts. That's including Roberts. We didn't get Gorsuch. We're going to Mike Davis. going to try to track him down maybe tomorrow to, to get Davis on here. Let's start with Todd Benzman. Todd, um, oral arguments in February and probably not a, uh, not a, 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 a opinion or a judgment until June, which traditionally happens, particularly on the controversial ones, because they want to drop those and get out of town, is tell us what's happened now on Title 42, because it was supposed to be pulled last night. And I think cooler heads over the Supreme Court go, uh, it, this looks like an invasion to us. Maybe we ought to maybe we ought to just settle this thing down. Todd Benzman. Well, it's good news, bad news. Uh, on the one hand, it looks like Title 42 will remain in place uh, till at least June. Uh, we're hearing June, but who knows, really? I mean, this thing's been a roller coaster ever since they started talking about uh, killing it off. Uh, but the and, and that's going to hold back a certain number, uh, particularly Central Americans who are still being targeted by it. On the other hand, uh, it was already kind of its demise was sort of built baked into the cake because they, the administration had reduced the number of people it was pushing back to about 30%, 31%. Uh, so 70%. Stop right there. Stop right there. All the gutless Republicans, McCarthy, you want to step up right now and say, hey, starting on January 3rd, we're going to demand you go back to 100%. You have to go to 100 Right now, it's a joke anyway. Only 30% are being held back because of the because of the health crisis, 70% in El Paso, they're not even doing anything. We're going to get to Aguero in a second. That's an open city. It looks like a city under siege. So Todd, this has kind of been a scam as you, as only CIS has been putting forward every day, that this thing is kind of a, a joke anyway, because only 30% is only been enforced against 30% of the economic migrants, which don't have any asylum claims and repeat that no asylum claims for economic migrants. This is a scam, and they're trying to justify it now. But it's going to it's going to it's going to help us because it's going to make inflation go away magically. Wave the magic wand, let eleven million people in here, give them citizenship magically. Uh, inflation goes away. How can we stop? How can we go from thirty percent to one hundred percent, Todd Benzman? Well, you 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 really can't. You can you can ask the administration to apply the policy to a greater extent, but I mean, this is a lever that goes right to the Oval Office through uh, Mayorkas. So there's only so much you can do. I mean, what's going to happen is, remember, even with Title 42 in place at 50% pushbacks and 60% pushbacks, you still had the greatest mass migration crisis in American history happen. And that was with it. At 30%, uh, you know, you still are going to have chaos and pandemonium from one end of the border to the other, people crossing through seven days a week on the conveyor belt to American cities, all American cities, uh, that is not going to change. It's still going to be pandemonium. 
Uh, one thing that the administration, another thing that they could do but won't do is uh, prosecute those who are subject to Title 42 who are coming over anyway, or anybody prosecuting under 1325, but the administration, uh, uh, under the, the law that that uh, it makes it a federal misdemeanor to illegally cross the border, but the administration ended title or ended 1325 prosecutions two years ago, and there's almost none of that happening anymore. But no, because they they want an evasion. That's obvious. Hang on for yeah. some, one second, Todd. Just hang right there. I want to bring in Mark Corian, and if we can get the New York Post pieced up, Mark, tell us. You, you yesterday put up an amazing piece in the New York Post about the mass invasion or the mass migration is going to lead to mass amnesty. Walk us through what you meant by that. Well, the administration is saying, look, we're not really at fault because of this, you know, because of this disaster at the border, which they still don't acknowledge as a crisis. What they're saying is the real solution is, and the Republicans are stopping us from the real solution, which is amnestying everybody. And, um, uh, doubling legal immigration and gutting enforcement, which is what this bill that they introduced at the beginning of the administration, they introduced a bill, U.S. Citizenship Act, which was so radical that even the sponsor in the Senate, Bob Menendez, Senator Menendez, Democrat from New Jersey, even he said, yeah, well, this isn't going anywhere. And it was so radical, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't even bring it up for a vote. And yet the administration is pointing to that as the solution to the border crisis. It's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it, chutzpah doesn't even begin to describe it. Give me, uh, we got uh, about a minute. Give me 30 seconds on how radical was the U.S. Citizens Act that they're pointing to now? It's, um, it would amnesty everybody who arrived three weeks before Biden's inauguration. And look, I'm kind of sometimes a squish on amnesty. If people have lived here a really long time and if we can get something in exchange for it, that's a separate discussion. But amnesty people who just arrived three weeks before the bill was introduced is ludicrous. It would also double legal immigration. And this was the first bill really like this so-called comprehensive immigration reform that didn't even pretend to have any significant. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, I want to make sure, and I want to make sure this audience, because you're the cadre at the tip of the spear. Remember, in the second hour, we're going to be talking about the collapse of the narrative on the vax 
and uh, and we're going to do it for two days. Today we're going to have Dr. Paul Alexander, we're going to have Ed Dowd, uh, the former uh, BlackRock um, uh, hedge fund manager, one of the managers and portfolio managers with Tony Lyons. We're going to talk about the math. Natalie Winters is going to join us. And tomorrow we're going to have Naomi Wolf and Dr. Malone. But that $50 million that said we're not going to be vaxxed, you were the you were the the hardened cadre on that, okay? Just like you have to be the hardened cadre here on cadre formation, we call it, on this invasion of the southern border, because um, and we got Cortez going to come up in a minute talk about Larry Fink and now Larry Fink's partnering with Zelensky in Ukraine, not making it up, being reported in the news, CNBC, I, and so we have to get ahead of this, just like the debt ceiling and all of this. You have to get ahead of it. Uh, Mark Krikorian, you're probably and, – and, and look, to call yourself a squish, you have different ideas on amnesty than the Cortezes and the Bannons of the world, but that's okay. You're still the big brain in this space. Um, I want to ask you about this immigrant because they're, they're gaslighting you. Now. I want to ask you point blank as the guy that runs the organization that probably in the world does the best job on this. This issue they're bringing up on uh, that that the – Mass invasion, mass immigration, and ultimately the amnesty is the solution across the board for inflation, sir. Yeah, that's absurd. Uh, first of all, the inflation wasn't caused by blue-collar workers making more money. Uh, it's caused by excessive government spending, bad uh, energy policy, what have you. That's where it actually matters. But we ran the numbers on this, and... And what we found was that, first of all, blue-collar workers don't make up that big a share of the economy. In other words, their, their result, there's a lot of people, but their, part, their portion of GDP isn't that great. So if nothing else changes and you cut every blue-collar worker's wages by 10%, everyone, all 10% cut, which even big amount of immigration wouldn't do, you'd only reduce prices something like 2%. And this is a theoretical thing because none of that could happen. The actual result on an inflation of massive increases in immigration would be essentially, for all practical purposes, zero. That economist that you showed who was saying that, you know, we don't have enough people, blue collar workers, what have you. The, the, the point he's not making is that the share of working age people who are not working or looking for work. Has, is the, is the um, uh, lowest it's been in ages. We calculated that if we got the what's called the labor force participation rate, in other words, what share of the working age, able-bodied people are actually working, if we got that rate back to where it was just in 2000, there'd be 6 million extra people in the workforce. That's Amen. where we have to focus Amen. our efforts, getting our citizens back into the world of work, not just importing people from abroad to replace them. <laughs> Amen. And then just put a pin on that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is golden right there. That is going to be the one of the massive fights coming forward on this whole thing. Cortez, is Brother Kokorian right or is the economist Posner over at Bloomberg? Is he correct? Which one, sir? Brother Kokorian is 100% correct. We are living in an era right now, Steve, of 20 consecutive months of declining real wages in the United States under Joe Biden, meaning your income adjusted for inflation, the cost of the goods and services you need for your life. So American workers are literally working harder to get poorer every month 
for 20 months straight, the longest streak in all of American history. In that environment, in this environment, the worst possible idea, economically speaking, is to then import millions of new workers to compete unjustly and illegally in the labor market against American citizens further depressing wages and causing this stagnation, this crisis in real wages to even exacerbate. You know, the answer from the ruling class so-called experts is always more immigration, almost no matter what the question is. The answer is more immigration, both legal and illegal. Let me tell you one thing, Steve. I think their answer would be very different if these if these workers coming in were replacing tenured economists at universities and think tanks, <laughs> if they were replacing TV pundits. Okay, and if they were replacing portfolio managers at places like BlackRock, that border would be sealed in a New York second. If hermetically that sealed, hermetically yes, sealed. But they frankly um, don't care because they're competing against blue collar people, and and in large part, the ruling class, unfortunately, is isolated and protected but, from the actual effects of this immigration, this mass migration, which they so uh, constantly push. But, but. This is the blue-collar workers, particularly African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans. This is the realignment of politics we're talking about. As long as you back those policies, they're going to crush you. This is the realignment. Sure. That's why these Republicans, the 18 uh, collaborators, are part of that neoliberal, neocon uh, right. central apparatus and, and thoughts. By the way, they gave you a love tap. Posner gave you a love tap on the way out. He talked about legal immigration. Just give me your thoughts on that for a go back to Kerkorian. He he gave you a tap. Hey, not only that we got it, we got we got Silicon Valley. Every high value added job. Instead of having the education system and the technical uh, training right. systems focus on getting these kids up to speed, so we have African Americans in Silicon Valley, we have Hispanic Americans in Silicon Valley. Nope, don't want to do that. Easier just to import the world and let these people just you know suck on uh low value added jobs is that am i correct in that cortez that you're exactly correct uh, and that is unfortunately the very real plan of the left and and the, the corporate media wants us to believe that this is some conspiracy that we concocted in the fever swamps you know of the far right on the internet right the reality is okay replacement theory of workers is very real this is the expressed plan of the of the ruling class and of the left in this country. It's it is the reality. And by the way, to that point, Steve, that you make, and it's an excellent one, about blue-collar workers, many of whom are minorities in this country, suffering disproportionately the effects of unfettered migration. I would ask them to pay attention to somebody who is revered in the African American community, and that is Barack Obama. He's somebody that I don't often cite and that I don't often quote on War Room, but I'd like to do it today because to your point about the fact that these are economic migrants, that they are not deserving of the refugee and asylum generosity of the United States. If we can put up chart number two, I'd like to read just quickly a quote from what he said, Barack Obama, in 2014 about these refugees. And, the, and of course, the situation wasn't nearly as dire then as it is now. He said, quote, typically refugee status is not granted just based on economic need or because a family lives in a bad neighborhood or poverty. It is defined fairly narrowly. The state, for example, that was targeting political activists and they need to get out of the country for fear of prosecution or even death. That is from Barack Obama, who actually recognized, as radical as he was, he recognized the reality, okay, and the practicality of the fact that the United okay. States has a he, very narrow he, system for asylum, properly so, that he, does not extend to economic migrants. But unfortunately, he, his lackey, Joe yeah. Biden, has no such recognition hey, of that hey, reality. Hey, hey, Dal uh, Denver, I want you to keep that up. I want to bring in Kikorian, disembodied, just his voice. Kikorian, looking at that quote. This administration has just tossed the asylum system away. Obama actually defended it right there. That is in, in black letters right there. 
exactly what it is. And yeah, there I mean, is I, no system. Go ahead, sir. Why, why are we why are we letting the media and even the conservative media is not is not on top of this? You know, the Breitbart guys are, but a lot of the conservative media is kind of in the mumble tank in this thing, sir. Yeah, I'm yearning for the good old days of Obama's immigration policy. I mean, it's really that bad. And, you know, the, the thing is, asylum is the weakness of immigration policy, not just here, but even in Europe, because it was designed a lifetime ago to apply to the occasional Russian ballerina who was defecting. What it's turned into now in the modern world is this way to basically just make an end run around the immigration system and just ignore it. And it ha asylum has to fundamentally be changed. This quote from Obama is right, is, is true technically, but the problem is asylum has been turned by judges and activists into this gaping hole in the border and we need to fundamentally change it in law next time we actually have a majority in Congress and a president because asylum cannot be allowed to continue this way. Otherwise, when, we have when no you say we, we need policy. we see we need to change in law. Don't we just have to uh, enforce uh, the asylum laws uh, right now? They're on the books. Don't the Republicans have to sit there? And this is why they took the gavel. This is why Nancy Pelosi is the speaker for another year. This is one of the top topics. They understood we were prepared to say, guess what? No money for DHS until we get you to the table to do this. Can't the Republicans right now try to force the issue immediately? Or otherwise, they're going to come with a man. They're going to still let the invasion go on, and they're going to come with a mass amnesty. Mark Kerkorian. I, I, you know, I think we need to get lower our expectations on what the Republicans are going to be able to do, even if we wanted them. Even if, you know, McCarthy were really committed to this issue. Uh, what can they, you know, what can they do with one control of one House of Congress? And remember, they have a four or five vote majority in the House. All you need is four or five squishes to vote for the Democrats. And then, you know, you're out of luck. So my point is not that they're powerless, but we need to be realistic about what they're going to be able to do in the next two years. The fact is, we got to win elections. And only then are we going to be able to actually make changes that are necessary. You know what? This didn't stop. I, I I'm not buying that. Didn't stop Nancy Pelosi from ruling doing. She had the same majority and she ruled with an iron fist. What would be your two or three things? We're going to go to break in a second. But give me the two or three things you would want the Republicans to do today. What they need to do is tell DHS, you know, no, that, for instance, the DHS secretary, you get no money until you start complying with the law specifically, the requirement that everyone who sneaks across the border is detained. That's in the law and they're ignoring it. The second thing is they need to, they need to put in law restrictions on what's called parole. It's not criminal parole. In immigration, it means the president gets to let in whoever he wants. That needs to be narrowed. Otherwise you have no border like we have today. Mark, what's your social media? How do people get to you in your writings? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mark S, as in Stephen, Mark S. Krikorian, if you like snark and sarcasm. And we're online at cis.org. CIS is the best. We're going to take a break. Uh, Ben's been on the other side. Cortez, Aguilar, Mark, thank you. Comes a little hot on Twitter. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25%. On their four-week emergency food kit, that's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, if you didn't get the perfect gift, right, if you weren't on the receiving end of the perfect gift under the crystal tree from Santa, make sure you take, maybe you take something back, get some cash, go check it out right now at MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. In a cold and bitter winter, we still got the 80% inventory clearance, plus all the buy one, get one freeze, everything. You got robes, slippers, moccasins, sheets, uh, obviously pillows. Remember what's all the uh, analysis and polling shows. The number one thing people want is a good night's sleep. So sleep the sleep of the just on the products of my pillow, my pillow.com promo code worm. Go check it out today with uh, maybe some of the cash you um, you're going to get from the gifts that didn't quite hit the mark. Everything will hit the mark at MyPillow.com. Go check it out. MyPillow.com. Money back, 100% money back guarantee if you're not 100% satisfied by the end of the first quarter, 31 March 2023. Uh, Benzman, you're actually heading down there subject to some uh, obviously issues with travel all over the country. So we'll hopefully get your reports from the field in the next couple of days. But before you bounce, uh, t- 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 take pick up from Krikorian. What else can be done and can, must be done now? Uh, and don't matter how hard it is. I know all this stuff is hard because the apparatus wants an invasion of the country. They want another 10 or 20 million uh, illegal aliens here, right? They'll put them on the payroll, the federal government. That's why we got the deficits. They hope they all vote. They assume they're all going to vote Democrat, right? And uh, and they're going to crush working class. And working class blacks and Hispanics, if you keep voting for it, they're going to keep doing it. Just like the college kids, you keep voting for it, you're going to keep getting it. You're going to get it with the bark on, okay? So either listen to us or go about and do it the way that you think is best, right? I used to be a hard head when I was that age. Go ahead and do it. But don't come back and whine to me. As my mom used to say, don't come back here and whine to me when the inevitable happens. Todd Benzman. Well, 
it's long overdue for the Republican-controlled House or Republican-controlled Congress to put forward a, a bill to amend the 1980 Refugee Act that established the asylum system as law. There needs to be changes there. The main change is that if you have a, if you pass through another country that is a safe country first, you have to apply for asylum there or you are ineligible to apply for it in the United States. That should fix that problem. Uh, and, and I haven't seen any Republicans. There needs to be hearings on that. There has to be hearings on the asylum system to raise its profile in the national to the to a national stage. Uh, they're not going to get a change, obviously, with the split chambers like this. But uh, the other thing is that uh, the there are a couple of legal uh, loopholes that are problems. Just look it up. Google the Flores loophole with an S at the end, the Flores settlement loophole, which caps how long we can detain families with kids to under 21 days. They mad rush this thing every chance they get, every chance they get. Uh, whatever we do with the asylum system, they'll they'll mad rush that too. Uh, there needs to be uh, uh, prosecutions for illegal crossings again. There has okay. to be a you need you don't have uh, you don't have stones with Abbott. You got all these guys that give you the mumbly mumbly. Right, they're going to do this. They're going to do this. Nothing happens. No action. This is where we got to be all over. McCarthy and these guys want leadership. Then be leaders. And this is what is the bare minimum. That needs to be done. We're going to get into it in a second. We've got a hammer of leverage. It's called the debt ceiling. And the debt ceiling has got a waterfall of how stuff gets paid, like the debt and the interest and all that gets paid, and then strolls down. And hey, guess what? Uh, all this crap that's going to the border, uh, sorry, no money. Zero money. Then everybody goes home. There's no money. They're going to go home where they should go. They should go home. And look, I'm not demonizing these people. These people are making a logical decision based on the ruling class of this country, not just inviting them in, tell them, hey, you better get in now because this is not going to last forever because these bad Republicans, these mean Republicans, these barbarians, what are they call barbarian policies like Cortez and Bannon and Navarro, these barbarians, all these b bad people over CIS. Uh, Benjamin, you're going to be in the road. We want to stay in touch. Obviously, you're going down to the heart of Mexico to cover this on the ground as only you can do. Uh, give us your social media. How can we follow you? Follow me at T Benzman Getter at Getter, uh, Todd Benzman uh, Truth Social, and I'm on Twitter, uh, Benzman Todd uh, at Twitter, uh, where uh, somehow I managed to get verified for the first time in five years uh, under Elon Musk. But did you did you pay did you pay eight bucks for that? You paying eight bucks a month? I did. I did. Okay, well, don't 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 give me. I don't know how I got verified. Hey, I hate to ban. I had to call my brother Todd Benzman out. I can't I believe paid. you're paying eight bucks. I can't believe you're paying eight bucks a month. Well, I don't know how long I'll keep that up, but uh, <laughs> you know they freed me and Musk a little bit. Hold it, hold it. So. This is a guy that's got a book coming out. Got a book coming. I got to get that sure. book check. Benzman, we love you. Uh, CIS doing a great job. Krikorian's piece in the post. He's telling you it's going to be mass amnesty. That's what they're coming for. That's what they're coming for. So Todd Benzman, thank you. Uh, safe travels, Godspeed, and we'll be checking in tomorrow and Friday. Thank you. Benzman's the best. Got a book coming out in February, too. Uh, Overrun. Amazing book. 
Um, should have been out before the be sure, the publisher should have put it out before the election. Let me go to Anthony Aguero down El Paso. Anthony, are the good citizens of El Paso? Because this, let me be blunt, this is not going to change until the citizens of El Paso demand a change. Once they demand a change, the whole thing will change. If they're just going to sit there passively and take an invasion, and El Paso is a lovely town and the people are great. We built the first part of our wall down there, and I fell in love with the place. It's just an amazing people. The town is very cool. Uh, they're great, uh, but they're under siege. But they just invite. They just revoted in the radical, one of the most radical Democrats in about immigration in all Congress. Do they get it now about what they're what they want them to to absorb the the punch that they want El Paso to take, sir? Uh, yes, Steve, absolutely. The sentiment here uh, with the locals and the word, the key term that they are using now is invasion. Uh, nonetheless, you're speaking about the the structure that we build the wall. Uh, I was out there uh, two days ago, and the International Boundary Water and Land Commission uh, actually have chained open the the sliding gate that you guys uh, added to the structure. They have it, they have it locked open, and so you you're having people come in through that particular area as well now. Now, Governor Abbott sent the National Guard down here to the border. And they are, in fact, still at that place on the border, but less than a mile west, less than a mile east from where they're actually at, uh, Border Patrol is trickling in hundreds and hundreds of migrants at a time. And this has not stopped adding to all of these people that are already out on the streets. Now, a lot of these people that you see sleeping out on the streets are sleeping out there because they don't have any paperwork, meaning they went around the processing uh, for Border Patrol. They came into the country through other uh, breach points, and then they found their way to infiltrate themselves in with the people who have been processed. Now, yesterday and the day before, El Paso Police Department uh, went around the, the neighborhood taking down a lot of the tents that were being put up because it was beginning to be a safety concern and an issue. But it just, they continue to come on in. And now El Paso has popped up a facility, a soft-sided, what Mallorcas calls a soft-sided facility on the outskirts of El Paso on acres and acres of city land uh, where they are said to house at least 5,000. 5,000. Hang on. I, I just get in Denver. You're doing an amazing job. For our podcast and radio audience, this is why you got to get our email in the morning and get to or my getter and get our clips. The footage is, is unbelievable. You cannot believe this is an American city. It is under, I've never seen scenes like this in my life in an American city. You, you're used to seeing these maybe in third world cities. Anthony, how can the people in El Paso stand this? Why, why are they not standing up and say, hey, this has got to stop? I, I, I don't get it. You may be going around saying invasion yet, but these things of what they've done to the great city of El Paso is quite frankly breathtaking, sir. The media does a fantastic job out here lying to the majority of uh, the Latino community, unfortunately. And so the, their message resonates, that, that bleeding heart message resonates extremely, extremely 
tough with the with the Latino community down here, but they're starting to see what the agenda is all about. Uh, border okay, patrols. Okay, okay. For the Latino community and the Hispanic citizens community in El Paso, Texas, just listen to Posner at the beginning of our show. Their plan is to impoverish you. Their plan is to have total open borders and invasion to drive down wages. The the big problem, tell your fellow citizen there, Anthony, the big problem is the, the little money that you guys are making. That's the problem with the entire United States economy. That's the problem with inflation. It's those wages. And their solution is the airline terminal El Paso, Texas, the bus terminal in El Paso, Texas. That's their solution. A mass invasion of our country, and then they're going to have amnesty. And you guys will never get middle-class wages, not just in your lifetime, but in your children's lifetime. That's the plan. And that's what the oligarchs on Wall Street want, and the global corporations want, and the Chamber of Commerce wants. And you're just playing into the hands. So if the media is that powerful down there and you can't see what you see, there's going to be no help. I'm telling you, you're just not, you're not, you're not going to do it until you get, when you guys flip, that's the beginning of a solution. Anthony Aguero. The media down here isn't out here showing the images that we're showing out to our audience this morning. Steve, uh, unfortunately, we are being completely overrun. Uh, the local school districts are now opening schools and they're, they're fixing them for the illegal aliens to go in there. This aside from us already put the civic center for the migrants the El Paso County Coliseum as well. And aside from the new 5,000 uh, capacity shelter that is being built and constructed in which they're almost done with on the outskirts of El Paso, uh, they are planning a permanent structure in which they are up to possibly looking into housing 8,000 at a time in a permanent structure uh, here in El Paso. Okay. That's going to be started uh, very, very soon. Anthony, how do people get to your social media to follow all the footage you're putting up and the reporting you're doing all day for Real America's Voice? Uh, you guys can follow me on YouTube at Anthony Aguero Live. Follow me on Getter at Real Anthony Truth Social, Real Anthony Aguero, and on Twitter at Aguero for Texas, sir. Anthony, fantastic reporting, sir. Thank you. Look forward to having you back. Appreciate you, Steve. Cortez, uh, give me 30 seconds until the Hispanic community in the African-American community, working class people wake up. You're just going to keep getting this right. Am I am I am I off base there? No, that is correct. But that awakening has started. It's got further to go, of course. Uh, but it has started, thankfully. We've got a lot of very brave Hispanic leaders now who have been elected, uh, who are who are properly advocating for the Hispanic community and for all working class Americans of any color or ethnicity, right, who are the most harmed by these open borders policies. But, you know, what I want to talk about, too, if we can, the next break is we do have levers. It's not a hopeless situation. Right. And the biggest oh, yeah. one no. being the debt ceiling. Okay, hang on. Let's take a commercial break. Yeah. Steve Cortez joins us on his holiday, and we really appreciate it. Short commercial break. Steve Cortez, I got Natalie Winters going up there trying to gaslight you on the seat. Shocking, shocking. The uh, ruling class are trying to gaslight you on the dangers of the Chinese Communist Party. All next. Only in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. 
sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, I've got uh, uh, Brother Steve Cortez. Of course, you can get all the immersive experience if you get on Getter. It's totally free. You get everybody's uh, news feed, uh, which is a substantial, given the War Room posse and the War Room apparatus's um, contributor base. Cortez, we've got leverage here. We just have to have the yeah. will to use it. What's that leverage, sir? Yeah, and listen, we don't have enough options because of that abomination last week from the GOP Senate who literally surrendered the political weapons that the people in the Republican Party possessed. But we are not out of weapons, thankfully. And the significant weapon that we have, the political leverage, is the debt ceiling. So the only good news out of that atrocity omnibus package, out of that exorbitant borrowing and spending, the only good news to come out of it, Steve, is that it has to be financed. We don't have the money, okay? We have to borrow the money. To borrow the money means... We need to, once again, as we've been doing for years, for decades, we need to increase the debt ceiling. And therein lies the, the, the PowerPoint, okay, the leverage spot, the fulcrum spot for the incoming GOP House. Now, will they have the guts to do it? Well, they better. And I think that that is job number one of the incoming speaker, whether it's Kevin McCarthy or somebody else, is to stand up to Joe Biden and to literally say, Joe Biden, if you in the White House want to shut down, and the shutdown would be on them, okay, if you want to shut down the U.S. government, uh, because we will not raise the debt ceiling unless you secure the border. If you want to shut down the government to prioritize illegal aliens, illegal migrants who are trespassing a human tsunami of migrants, unwelcome, unvetted migrants into this country, that is going to be on you. We need to engage in that kind of brinkmanship. Okay. Okay. And here's the brinkmanship, but here's how it's logical. You don't increase the debt ceiling because cash comes in. Remember, one of the reasons that we're going to have the opportunity to do this sooner than later is the collapse of tax revenues. You saw that in Correct. November, the greatest month in the history of this country, $250 billion deficit, a quarter of a trillion dollars in one month. Why? Right. Spending higher, but the collapse of the tax revenues given the depression that we're in for working class people. By the way, what a great time. Depression, working class people. I got a solution. Let's bring in more working class people, right? Why don't right. we do that? When, when This is a terrific. I got it. Great solution, uh, elites. 
Um, but the waterfall, the cash comes in every month. You're getting tax revenues, you're getting tariffs, you're getting fees. So the uh, all sources of revenue come in. And then you have a waterfall. It's very simple. We planned for this in 17 when I left the White House. We were going to go brinchmanship then and say, hey, we can get, we don't need a debt ceiling increase. We can, we can keep this going. Here's why. In the waterfall, and the, the, whatever securities rollover get paid, right, or refinanced, you pay the interest payments. So you don't affect the credit of the United States. That gets paid. That's the top of the cap table. The second mm-hmm. is the obligations you have in Social Security and Medicare, right? Then right. you got, hey, discre- Medicaid and discretionary spending. Hey, it, you know, what, what the cash we got covers it, but things like Mallorca's, these things, and even part of the Defense Department, any money going to Ukraine, how about this? Zero people have to have their nose rubbed in the fact that we're broke and you can't keep mm-hmm. this game going on. Can you, Cortez, are just hitting the money? Let's just create the money and put on more debt. Is this, is that the way to do it to force them to the table? Whatever cash you got, you prioritize and let's see what your waterfall is after you pay the debt, after you pay the interest, after you pay social security, after you pay Medicare, we'll see what we got right. left over. Just like any household. Is that essentially our theory of the case, sir? 100%. And look, it actually makes great economic sense, as you're pointing out. But even more importantly than the economic side, which is crucial, is to save the country. We have no border right now. We have no sovereignty over our land. Uh, if this invasion continues, we will not have a country by the end of the Biden term because the pace is increasing. And by the way, to that point, if we can show chart number one, I think this is important. You showed some of the uh, actual footage of the border, which is, is really important. But let's also show it numerically. Uh, and this is from Customs and Border Patrol. Unfortunately, the CB, CBP data, they need to reset the y-axis, the vertical axis, because it keeps ratcheting higher. I'm showing there 2020 versus 2021 versus 2022. And now the highlighted part, the brand new part, is this new year, 2023, we're already in that fiscal year, which we began in October. So the worst October, the worst November ever at the United States border for apprehensions. <coughs> Excuse me. And this does not count the gotaways. Okay, this is just actual encounters at the border. So the situation is materially worsening by the month. Um, and the gravity of the situation, I think, Steve, demands that the only really significant remaining pressure point left, which is the debt ceiling for the incoming GOP House, because unfortunately so much of their power was neutered by Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton and the whole gang of Republican senators last week, because so much of their power was taken away. The remaining power point, pressure point, is the debt ceiling, and they must use it, and they must absolutely go to the mat. And I think there have to be two demands. One is Title 42 has to go to 100% uh, um, uh, enforcement, 100%, not 30%. Everyone turned away who's an economic migrant immediately using Title 42. And then number two is internal, and you mentioned it before, is internal expulsions. Deportations have effectively ceased under Joe Biden. So Kevin McCarthy or whoever the speaker is, I believe, needs to say, here is a metrics, here are metrics that you must meet regarding deportations. We have to restart an effective ICE that is that is actually working again in this country to deport people out of the United States. To me, those would be the two demands. And if they're not met, then there's no debt ceiling increase. And then to your point, leave it to Joe Biden in the White House and OMB to try to figure out how to pay the bills. The, we know that the essential bills will be pay paid, bills. but how to pay the discretionary yeah. bills. How to, how to pay it. Put it on them. They're such yep. big talkers. They're, they're, they're writing executive order, unconstitutional executive orders every day. Hey, put them. Okay. Guys, okay. Guys, here's what the, here's what the increase in the debt ceiling is going to be. Here's what it is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Nothing. Zero. Mm-hmm. Deal with what you got. You're not putting any more debt on our children and grandchildren. And it's now time to people to step up, right? 
step up. Let's see who the players are, right? Players make plays. That's that's you win with players. Players make plays. Let's make some plays on this thing. It's quite simple, and don't let them obfuscate. I went through this exercise in 2017. It's totally legal. Is what has to happen. The cash comes in, and you just have a waterfall, just like in any bankrupt company, right? Or any any company. You just the cash comes in, and you prioritize your payments. Here, you got the debt payments. You have the interest payments. You're not going to affect the full faith and credit of the United States. That's the lie they're going to tell you. Steve Cortez, where do people get to you to get back to the state, sir? Yes. So please follow me on Getter. I'm at Steve. And on Twitter, I'm at Cortez Steve Cortez with an S. Steve Cortez, thank you for taking so much time away today. Really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Cortez. Okay. Um, they're also trying to gaslight you against the existential threat that is the Chinese Communist Party. Natalie Winters is going to deconstruct all of that. Also, the collapse of the narrative, the collapse of the vax and everything around it. Next hour in the war room, back in 90 seconds. We rejoice when no more. Let's take down the CCP. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, an energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's sat123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.